Hey everybody, welcome to this Board Game Life episode number 65 titled Crowdfunding Conundrum. This is the show about board games, tabletop games, card games, any kind of games along that, those lines. I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob and with me as always, I got my good buddy Mark. Hey everybody, how you doing? Good to be here. Me too. It's actually, no, it's great to be here. Not just it's good to be here. Great. <laughs> Talking about games. Well, actually, what could be better? Only playing games. Maybe. Yep. You know what? Maybe we could. Do you think that we could actually like play a game and record a podcast at the same time? You think that would be possible? I'm just I think, wondering. I think it would be difficult. Unless we were just (laughs) streaming about, like, just streaming the playing of the game. I see people do that all the time. Yeah. So It's like, you get quiet all of a sudden. It's like, hmm. Uh, Is that a dramatic pause? Or uh, is he got analysis paralysis? uh, (laughs) It's like, uh, uh, what were we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't do it because I can't focus on... I'm lucky if I can focus on what I'm supposed Play to do in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let alone having to record a show at the same time. Yeah. You know, maybe it's doable if it's a game that you know inside and out. Solitaire. I can sit here and play solitaire and record. There you go. So that proves <laughs> that it's possible. <laughs> but I don't think we could That's... do Castles of Burgundy while we were discussing various topics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah. We'd be talking and then all of a sudden trail off a little bit. It's like you're you're talking and then you start um, slowing. You you stole my goods. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it! I was going to take from that depot. (laughs) Goods thief. Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of games, what have you been playing lately, dude? I have gotten a lot of stuff in, and what's interesting about my list this week is that. I have multiple plays of a lot of these. Oh, no um, way, really? Yeah, so I got a lot of stuff in. Let me let me just give you the so you know I had a good last year. Oh yeah. So so right now Not for the just month good. Of, it was a stellar year, I think. Well, depend depends on who you're competing against, but for for me it was awesome. But uh right now on the 23rd of January I have 24 different games already played for a total of 40 plays in 23 wow. days. That is so, like crazy. Yeah, it's it's um it's been fun. I've and I've got a lot of cool stuff. So did get some more Gloomhaven in. Our group did start back up after the holidays, but now we're on a hiatus. This is uh the person's house that we meet at. She's off in I think Costa Rica for the next couple of weeks, enjoying the warm weather and um, just, uh, traveling around. So, uh, that's awesome that she's being able to do that. So we'll get, we'll get back in a, uh, in a week, uh, or I think, well, a week and a half. So we'll be back to playing that regularly. Um, last time we got together, um, we were waiting for some people. And so, uh, she pulled out, or no, this wasn't that day. This was one of our Wednesday nights. We did play Colorado. Now, I could have swore this was a game that you taught me a long time ago and I hated it. It was. (laughs) And I didn't have a problem with it this time. And I was like, oh, no, this game's terrible. My my buddy Rob tried to teach me this. It was garbage. 
And then for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it because I it, know, right? It made sense. I was like, okay, this is a good game. I'm like, it must have been something else, but yeah, I could have sworn nice, it was this easy game, like simple with the colors. I, I, I think that just goes to show that, like how fo- how much I've learned because back then I was not into board games, yeah. and this just made no sense to me. You know, oh, when really? you, when Oh yeah, yeah. Just, I remember you struggled with it. And I'm like, dude, what, what's your problem? Yeah. And I was like, this makes no sense. This is stupid. It's like, it didn't make any sense. But for someone who wasn't in the hobby. Yeah. It And yes, it's for people who are even lightly into the hobby. It was like, well, this isn't a hard game. But for someone who's used to like Uno or Monopoly or, you know, that's the world they come from. That's what they consider games. Something like that. <clears throat> didn't make sense. I remember first time I played um Forgotten Island. Like I hated it. Like this is so stupid. But I didn't like I wasn't understanding like a co-op board game made no sense to me. You know, I knew right. how to play co-op video games, but I didn't know there was such thing as cooperative board games. Like and it was just a struggle to like for me to like kind of grasp that concept and in a board game fashion. So mm-hmm. um so I'm happy to say that I really liked Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent game. It's a fun little game. I think game. it's yeah. the teacher, to be honest. I just think yeah, you suck at teaching yeah. it. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's blame the handsome teacher. Uh-huh. Uh, fine, uh-huh. fine. So, so I did play it. I did like it. I would play it again. So um, yeah, it was a fun little game. And, yeah, and so we played that on BGA. Yes. If you remember. And, and I remember trying to, I'm like, Hey, let's play a game. And, um, and you agreed, which is a big, a big step. I mean, you, you were open to that at least, but yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I get when people are first exposed to the hobby, a lot of people are reluctant, you know, because it's because of what we grew up with. Right. Shoots and ladders, you know, sorry, trouble, monopoly, yeah, all that stuff. We grew up on that, and then as you get older, especially if you're dealing with kids, you're like, oh, I'll play this again. Oh, <laughs> playing shoots and ladders with like a four year old that cheats. <laughs> <laughs> That's no fun. Exactly. <laughs> and they keep changing the rules on you. Especially when that four-year-old catches yeah. you cheating. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. But yeah. I mean, it's like when you're exposed to the games, it's it's a little difficult because you have to be open to it. You know, it's like you have to be like, okay, I'm ready to play this. What are the rules? Let's do this. Okay. You know, it's, you know, it's one of those things of like, you know, I remember if, teaching like parents how to use vcrs yep it's like it's i'm at that stage of life my vcr is flashing 12 o'clock man yeah i was gonna say like yeah it just it's like five buttons and when you try to explain it to them it's like their eyes would glaze over and it's like (laughs) i mean that's how people are with games but it's just like if you're open to it it'll, it'll sink in i still struggle i will say this and yeah i I still struggle with learning a new game. It's yeah, that's it, common. Yeah, it takes me like even to something as simple as Colorado. Like it was more by the end of the game, I'm like, oh, 
okay, I think I'm grasping the concept of this and like yeah. what you do or, you know, I struggled with one last night I'll talk about in a minute. It's a, probably a very sure. simple game, but it just like threw me for a loop. And I'm like, I don't get this. But, you know, usually with the game, if I play it a couple of times, then it's usually like, okay, I, I got it. But it, it seems to take me a couple playthroughs to really kind of, and I know if we played Colorado today, I'd be like, okay, wait a minute, what am I doing again? Yeah. You know, but it would come a lot quicker, you know, oh, probably yeah. just mm-hmm. in the big, like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. You know, um, but it is, it was interesting that I was like, is this the game that I did not like? And I'm like, why did I not like it? This seems like a fun game, you know? Um, so I, th- I equate that to the year plus now really being into the hobby and being exposed to a lot of stuff and yeah. being, you know, my, my brain is now open to like, okay, you know, things don't all thing, all games don't play the same, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, so I think that was a positive. Um, yeah. another There's game, another I, one on your list here. That's really got me like, mm, you play that. I'm, I'm curious to see what you, you're going to say. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to, what it is. So, um, <laughs> cause I blurted that, it out a little yeah, while ago. That, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's it. That was an interesting one. So anyways, yeah. my next one I played was Quacks of Quedlinburg. This is like my new favorite. I nice. now have all the deluxe components. Um, I got all the nice, nice acrylic little tiles and I got, I got new bags and the bags are bigger and they're rounded. So like the bags that came in it are, were not rounded bottoms. So like you could be digging in one bag and have some tiles that were like stuck in the other corner and like flopped over and you wouldn't know it. So with the round bag, everything is together. Um, and, and I've got big hands. I'm a big guy. And like these new bags are so much bigger and I like my hand just goes in and I can, yeah. you know, move all the mix, all the, the, the tiles up or the, the little, you know, you know what they say about and, people with big hands. They wear big gloves. No, they need big dice bags. They need big dice bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that too. So I, I love it. Now I told you that I taught my mother's game. She loves this game. Yeah. That and was- that that's interesting to me so i got all my all my final like upgrades came in last friday and i go see her on friday evenings and we'll have dinner together and we'll usually watch a show and we'll usually play a game well our show that we were watching um ended for the season so we were gonna find something new and i'm just like i really wasn't in the mood i was like but i brought the space one yeah for all mankind Yeah. yeah um so it's like, let's just play quacks. And I had told her, I said, you're really going to see the difference when I get my upgraded pieces. And you don't, instead of having cardboard in the bag, in the middle of your bag, yeah. it's you have acrylic tiles in there. And she was like, I get it. She was like, I get what you mean by that. She oh, really wow. liked them. And she's like, I understand now why you got them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah. <laughs> And and we play with all the expansions and she loves it. When I asked her the day, I said, do you want to play the base game? I didn't know if I wanted to get the whole thing out. She's like, no, let's play with it all. It's great. I was like, okay. So you so, know what you can do now. Now at this point, maybe you can use your mom's place as offsite storage. <laughs> hmm, there, there you, you go. go. 
we're going to take this room out. I'm going to put shelving in here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there get rid you of your scrapbooking. Yep. You don't need quilting that. stuff. <laughs> put up Calax. There you go. It's um, like, mom, you can put all of your scrapbook stuff in this one square in this <laughs> shelf and we'll put games in all the rest. Right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So continuing on, I played Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, mm. I've seen this game played, um, but I've never played it myself. So I finally got a chance to play. And dude, the the haunt happened on the second roll. Like it happened really fast. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping to play this again soon because it was fun. I like kind of liked. I'm like, this is kind of a neat game and I want to play it again. And um, but I wasn't expecting the haunt to happen so fast. Um, So but we'll we'll be playing that again because the guy brought it uh, works at the store, actually. Um, And I talked to him like another day and I was like, that was so fun. And he's like, yeah, I said, I said, we need to play it again because I was just getting into it when the haunt happened already. And he's like, yeah, it happened quick. So he's going to bring it back. Um, played a card game called Scout. Um, I did not get this. This one made no sense to me whatsoever. Um, I don't see the draw. I know this is like a popular card game. And again, this is one of those, I think I would have to play this one again. And for some reason, just like you can't, you take your cards and you can't move them. You can't, you can't, or you can't change the position of the cards and you, you, and there's card, there's numbers on both sides. Like you got, you always have to keep your cards. Once you pick them up, like you can't flip them over. Cause then it changes the number on the card. It's like, you got to keep them oriented the same way and in the same order. And you're trying to get runs and, um, what is it called when they're the same number? Like, two twos like a thing of two uh, not a run which is like a two three four five uh, uh like pairs yeah. or trios right or yeah you're trying to get the same number and i'm like i just and then the cards are going on the table and you're i just like i just this game did, did not click with me like i just couldn't figure it out um and again it's probably showing how really stupid i am because a lot of people are thinking this is super easy there might be something and, and it, that. Yeah. It, it just doesn't like it just doesn't compute in my brain i'm like uh, my old brain just doesn't understand it so um i didn't like it but i am willing to try it again because i really think that i just i didn't get it and i need to right. get it before i give it a full honest judgment on the, on the game so um we'll probably play it again uh, someone in my game group brought it so i'm sure she'll bring it back um played bang the bullet love that game i uh, had a lot of fun with that played um what's that one it's a trivia game um, played that one a couple of times with my game group is just like a kind of a, Hey, in between or while we're waiting for everyone to show up, we play that. Got some more Dorf romantic in, uh, we're continuing through our, our campaign. Um, it's taken a while and we don't really have a set group. We just have, cause sometimes someone's not there and we just play it anyways, but we have like this group of people that love to play it. And we've had as many as like seven or eight people just sitting there playing. And we just like, yep. We'll, we'll pull it out on, but probably about once a month, at least at game night, um, if not more, but we're working our way through it and working on the tasks and getting more things unlocked. It's been a lot of fun. All right. So the next one um, was introduced uh, a, a newer guy to the group. He brought this game called Quarriers. And I was looking at it. And I was like, my gosh, that's a lot of dice. And I'm like, 
And they're I, so tiny. And I, um, yeah. they were smaller, but I've got games that have smaller dice. So, yeah. Um, but, um, I, I was like, I like dice. They said, even though dice don't like me, I do. There's something about dice rolling that I like. Um, and I, I think it's the whole tactile feeling in your hand. It's the sound of shaking them together. It's the sound of them on the table. All of that, for some reason, just, I like that. And so he broke this out. And, and man, did I not understand this one to, at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. But again, by the end of it, I actually ended up winning, which was oh, wow. crazy. Very nice. Yeah. Um, by luck, absolute pure luck. Cause I really had no freaking clue what I was doing. I'm, I'm halfway through the game and I'm like, well, what do I want to buy? You know, I don't understand. And, but, uh, I, I actually, again, and we taught another guy and he was in second place. So, <laughs> um, I think the guy that was teaching, um, he was the only one that had played it. The other three of us were new to the game, but, um, uh, it was, uh, I, I, I liked it. Again, I think this would be something I'd really, really like if I could play it a couple more times and get a better understanding of what's what's happening. Um, again, it was by the end of the game, I was like, okay, this is this, and the, you know, it was it was okay. I'm I'm putting everything into its box in my head, and okay, this does that. Check, I understand that. This does this. Okay, this is the market. Okay, these are the monsters. These are the magic powers, or whatever they call them. And right. you know, at the first, I was just—he was just like, "Well, you do this and that," and it was like, well, "We're off and running." And I'm like, "Huh?" Um, so, <clears throat> and what I think is cool about this game is like the amount of replayability on this thing is insane because there's so many monsters in the game. Um, I, I hope I'm using that. I think it's—I think they're called monsters. Um, or, or beasts or whatever you're you're fighting um I, th I, th I hope that's what that's called but anyways um you you're there's so many in the box and so quarry. many different cards is it quarry i think um the let's see it's like a yeah, it's like a deck building twist but you don't build a deck it's like with dice no, I mean like what the monsters are called. I think they're called, um, they call quarry or something. Oh no, you quarries. play as a quarrier. Yeah. So in, in, each player, each player plays as a quarrier, competing for glory in the eyes of Quiana, the Empress of Quad Quaridia. <laughs> wow, someone really yeah. likes the letter Q. Yeah. Um. So they're oh they're creatures and spell dice. So you're fighting creatures. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then like your money, they call quiddity. I mean, everything's a Q in this game. Yep. So your money is quiddity. The creature and spell dice are your quarry. <laughs> You're a courier fighting for Quinia, the Empress of Quiridia. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, but anyways, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, replayability because you can pull out different magic powers that you, so you're rolling dice and some of them are basically money and you can buy from the marketplace where there's these, I want to say it was like six or eight creatures. And then there was some uh, magic or spells. And I think there was something else in there too, but um, you can, 
based on your purchasing power, you can buy. So there's a card, you know, you, you it's like a deck builder, but the, the, there's one card for like a creature and it says how much it costs to purchase him and how, and or the, the, the creature and what's the glory if you, that you gain if that creature survives an entire round. And then there's like five dice and, and all the dice for the each creature dice are different. They all have a different color. So there's a lot of colored dice in the game and they have different symbols and numbers and stuff. So you would basically, you're buying the dice and then you are putting it in your bag. And then on your turn, you pull six out and you roll them. So you're pulling six random dice out. Then you're rolling those dice to see what, what are you playing with that round? So and then if you have, when you place your creatures out, you're fighting other people's creatures that they have in play. And then if you can defeat them, I think some of them will give you points if you, and that's why I think I won, because I just happened to take a, a creature out that allowed me to score when I defeated another one. But normally you're just wiping everybody else's creatures out. And then if that creature, if that dice is still out when your turn comes back around, then you score the glory because it survived the turn type of thing. Um, so everyone else is going to try to get their creatures out to attack you. And But the the amount of replayability on this is insane. Um and it, it's a it's a light game. It's a, BGG's got it weighted at one point nine seven out of five, so yeah. two out of five. It is about a thirty minute play time. It really didn't take that long. Yeah. Um, and uh, I doesn't have a. I mean, it's got an average score um, six point seven, but I would have given it at least a seven. It's just not too far off. Um, but uh, I got to take a call real quick, so I'll let you tell us what you've been playing. Okay. Yeah, so um been kind of a slow week for me. I did not get anywhere near as much as uh, as Mr. Mark did. But um one game uh, that I busted out, and I want to say I talked about this a couple weeks back, was uh Alhambra. And uh I had recently just gotten um there was a a reprint of Alhambra and it was like a designers like limited edition kind of thing so it's like new and improved and then it's got like the uh, the extra stuff to it which in this uh, extra box so it's actually two boxes one is the main game and then one is uh, all this extra stuff where all these different designers had uh, come together and they had done expansions and it was Oh, man, it's like a lot of big names. Like now I kind of want to run over there one second. Excuse me, while Mark is away, and I get a box that's like ten feet away from me. One second. Okay, I'm back. Did, did I lose you, Rob? And I'm back. Yeah. Oh. So no, <laughs> I was like, "Where'd you go?" I'm like, "I'm back," and there's nothing. Yeah. No. You were supposed to cover whatever. No, I know I did. I did. And then I started. So I was talking about Alhambra. <laughs> oh. you, you apparently got back just as I had like darted, like the, the boxes were like 10 feet away from me. So I had to take off my Go. headset and run over <laughs> there real quick. But, but anyway, so actually I'll, I'll start over since um, you, since you miss, missed it. But so uh, Alhambra was a game that I, I want to say I played like a couple months ago. It's it's a oldie but a goodie. 
it's like one of the few games that like were Spiel des Jahres winners. Um, oh. And what? Not <laughs> there, you're laughing. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep your comments to yourself for now. Um, but it's word winners it's one, mean nothing. <laughs> it's one of the few games that were award winners that are still like really, I don't say like super popular, but that's people still play. You know, it's like some uh-huh. games kind of win their awards, and um, you know, I'm looking at the box here, so it won the award in 2003, so it's like 20 oh, wow. years ago. That's and I mean. I don't remember if it came out in 2003. I mean, so it might've come out like a year or two before possibly, but, uh, uh, so it won the award in 2003 and it's still a decent game, but I had backed on uh, on Kickstarter of all things, which will lead into other things later. Um, I had backed this revised edition which uh, thankfully comes in a smaller box than the original game. So, so I have Alhambra, the original version, and then I got the Alhambra big box, which I'm kind of annoyed at companies now. I'm annoyed at companies that have big boxes because it's a big box. And it's like all the expansions, which is cool, but it's a big box. And when I say big box, I mean it's a big box. Like <sighs> some of these big boxes are like, two ticket to ride ride style size boxes like next to each other so actually think well yeah ticket to ride yeah probably two of those together i was gonna say also stacked on top of each other but that's probably a little much but but anyway so um yeah i i got another version of it <laughs> silly me <laughs> so it's the revised edition which um you know it's like it's still the core base game but um you know prettied up a little bit i guess is is one way to look at it but in addition to that it comes with a whole nother box the same size as the original game and it's actually a heavier box and it's the limited designers edition and it needs the original game still so it's not like you know oh bigger better bits or something like that so you need the um, the base game, and then this thing is a whole bunch of stuff. It's all these expansions that are created by different designers. So like the original game was done by Dirk Hen, I think. Let me look it up. Uh, Dirk, yeah, Dirk Hen. And um, they've got like Klaus Jürgen Vrede, uh, wait, that's I think Carcassonne guy, uh, Michael Reinach, uh, Stefan Feld did one, Rudiger Dorn, Mike Elliott, Michael Schacht. These are all like, like really like big names in in the Euro game space. I mean, maybe not as well known as they are today, or as not as well known today as they were back then because there's a lot more games coming out now than back then, man. Um, but, uh, but I thought it was fascinating that, um, yeah, that this designer's edition with all these expansions is like heavier. You know what I mean? It's got more stuff in it than the original game. But, uh, but anyway, I got these and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play, 
the OG game and, uh, you know, relive it. Because it's, it's a really good game. I mean, the quick synopsis of it is that, you know, think think a game like from 20 years ago. So it's not like super crazy complicated or anything like that. It's typical Euro and stuff. But what's cool about it is that it uses cards as money. So there's a couple of different types of currency, like different colors. And you're basically using your cards or currency to buy buildings. And then you're like building your Alhambra. It's like, uh, which is just based with building tiles. So think of it kind of like a card game being used for money and stuff like that, uh, used to build like a little map, like Carcassonne. So they're just like Carcassonne tiles. And so you're, you're, you know, everybody's like building their own thing. And, you know, there's various reasons why you'd put certain buildings there. And then uh, there's little walls on the outside of some of these uh, buildings. So, you know, you want to have those to be on the outside and it's just fun. It's just a a cool little game. Um, It's relaxing to play. And, you know, some people might argue, maybe it's like, what do they call it? Like multiplayer solitaire (laughs) where you're playing with other people, but you're really kind of doing your own game kind of thing well yeah but but it's cool it's a it's a fun little satisfying game so got that done and then um uh, i'm looking forward to trying out some of these uh expansions to see kind of how they tweak the gameplay especially like some of these like i'm really intrigued by like you know what stefan feld has added to the game like i'm just looking at his his thing. It's called the Handyman expansion. And uh, yeah, there's Buildings of Power, Alhambra Zoo, uh, Wishing Well. That's a couple of things. So there's, I think, 17, 17 different expansions in here. Is that crazy? Wow. But you can kind of, yeah. Like I said, the, the weight. I'd say this expansion box is probably twice to maybe three times heavier than the original, than the revised edition. But uh, yeah, so I'm eventually in some ways, I think I'm trading up my Alhambra big box for two boxes. (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, good question. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, and, and there's a dice game for this as well. I don't remember if there's like a roll and write because they've been doing a bunch of that where they make, uh, they've taken some of these old games and making uh, roll and writes from them. Like they did that with Escape and this one other one that I talked about the other day. Oh, wait. No, it was Alhambra. Yeah, it was Alhambra. <laughs> Man, I can't remember anything from time to time. Yeah, that was that was the other one. It was the third game that I played. So Alhambra, um, the roll and write game, is uh, another one that I played again. That was uh, it was fun. And um, yeah, this time I was playing it solo. So you kind of have like two bot characters on that one. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, Alhambra. Let, let's go back to you. Finish up your list. Okay. 
So sorry about that. I I, I had to duck for a call because uh, I have a family member in the hospital and I had gotten an earlier call. I was waiting to hear everything was going to be okay. So, um, so anyways, um, let's see. I left off with Couriers. Um, I also played Raiders of the North Sea. Um, still didn't win that game, but I had my best game yet in it. So I'm catching on more and more as I play that. I've played a bunch of Deep Rock Galactic um, solo. So I've I got this game right now set up on my table in my kitchen, and um, I'm, I'm playing through it in solo mode. Um, so I get little Bosco, goes around with me, and he's got his own set of rules. And uh, it's actually really easy. Basically, I do my stuff, and then he gets a couple of actions and a couple of dice. And he can't be attacked, which is really helpful. So, I mean, everyone's always all – the, all the creatures are coming after me, but – um, he can still fire at them and shoot at them and he can dig stuff out. And, um, so you're not completely alone, which is good. Um, but I'm, I'm going through, I think there's, I want to say there's 14, I think 14 missions. And I think I'm going to start, I've done five this week, but able to knock the first five down. So, um, I need to get the rest done before Friday because I actually have a game night here at my house Friday. I'm going to have to take the game down. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get it completed, but I'm really enjoying it. I really do like Deep Rock Galactic, and uh, it's kind of like the first time I've done like a solo game, but it's like some of these I'm just going to have to play it that way, you know, um, because especially something like this, unless I had a group to go through and do these missions, it's, you know, hauling this big, huge box to game night um, and hoping to play it is, and then you always get yeah. someone new, so you can't, you know, it's like, okay, we got to start at the first mission, so I'm like, I'm just going to play through it. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that right now. Uh, last night I got to play, uh, three new games. Uh, the first one we did was a roll and write called Trek 12 Himalaya. Um, was actually a lot of fun. It was interesting. Um, you basically have, uh, this sheet, um, and you're writing on, it. it's got like 19 bubbles on it in different, and, and there's some that are in different um shapes uh they're all bubbles but they're kind of like touching each other and some aren't anyways they're all kind of laid out differently on different sheets for complexity but (coughs) you roll two dice and everybody's using the two dice and you can you have options of you can either take the high number the low number you can add the numbers together you could subtract the numbers or you can multiply the numbers you can do each one of those five options only four times each. So you have a total of 20 options. And the bubbles on there's only 19 bubbles to fill on your sheet. So in what you're trying to do is make, like I mentioned earlier, like making runs of numbers or pairs uh, or, you know, the same number, making a run of the same number or an actual run of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so forth. And on the ba- on the easy game, you just don't want to have a number higher than 12 in any bubble. Otherwise, you you lose points when in final scoring. Um, so you get points for how long of a run is. And there's rules like how, how you add it up and then how many you have that are of a, of, a, of a run of a single number type of thing. And then when we went, we did that and we went to the second sheet which is harder so then there's some bubbles that have like a thick 
there was like three of the bubble, three or four of the bubbles that had like a sick, a thick black circle around them. And those particular bubbles couldn't have a number higher than six in the bubble. So otherwise you were losing points. So now you're trying to, every time the dice are rolled, you're trying to figure out, do I want to multiply it? Do I want to subtract it, add it, take the higher or take the lower? And you figure out of 19 times that you've got to put something down on the paper, you can only take the highest dice four times. And you can only take the lowest one four times. So like, like the second time we played yesterday, I got down to the end and I had to either multiply or subtract was all I had left. So it was actually a really fun game. And I guess they got a ton of these out there. There's a whole bunch of different ones in this Trek 12 series. Um, and the guy that brought it, he said a friend of his bought it for him and we played it last night for the first time and it was really fun. I liked it. Um, and then I brought bang the dice game. So we got to play that. Um, if you've played bang the bullet, this is the dice version of it. It does go a lot faster than the card game, but you are completely relying on dice rolls. So, you know, you might be the deputy and you might be sitting next to the sheriff. And if you roll a, a dice of a one and you know, you're, in depending on who's next to you, you might have no choice but to shoot at the at the sheriff. Um, so you don't have like the options like you do. It's kind of a a very streamlined, quicker paced version. It's a lot of fun, but it does. And I know people that some people don't like dice games because you don't have control. It's all up to the luck of the dice, and you know that it's exactly really kind of what it is. I mean, the other one's up to the luck of the cards, but you can still use your cards to shoot people if you want. Or if you don't want to shoot someone, you don't have to. In the dice game, you have to use all the dice. Um, so it it's it. But again, there's ways, you know, you can try to, you know, maybe re-roll and hope you don't get uh, one that has to shoot the guy next to you if you don't want to shoot the guy next to you. But it's kind of like Yahtzee. You get to roll your dice three times and um, your characters all have like different special abilities and so it was it was fun and we got to play like a couple of times because again it's it's about a maybe about a 15 minute game um so i liked that it was kind of an again it's a really good it's a fun game that you can play if you're doing like a nice warm-up or your, your group's getting ready you know you're waiting for people to come in you're like hey let's play a quick game of this so that's really fun and the last one that i played was a new one to me uh, it was, it was what I mentioned earlier. It was one that just like, man, I was struggling, like trying to understand this and nobody had played it except for one guy who had played the, the, like the original game. So this was called Excalibon, which I think, I think it was Bonanza. It's in the Bonanza, um, card game arena about beans. So if you've played Bonanza, that's, this is like a playoff that. And I, and, and so the one, the guy that brought the game, um, had not played it. I think uh, he got it for Christmas from someone and he hadn't played it. Um, another guy that was there had played the Bonanza version of it. So had an idea, you know, but this one adds like magic in it. And that was kind of new. And, but it was like, you, you get a bean, all your cards are beans and you got to plant a bean and, you got two fields in front of you. So you you have to plant. That's the first thing you do on your turn is you have to plant. And if you already have stuff down, then you have to like remove something you've got down. And if you're trying to, and the, basically you want to have several 
each card will tell you how many beans of that type you want down and planted before you harvest it to gain the coins or the dollars, um, which is how you win. And if you, if your card, and it's another one, it's like you draw the cards, you don't shuffle them. You can't change them. You just look at your hand and you have to use the very first one. And it, it just was like trying to figure out when to do something, what to do. Then there's a trading part where you, so you have to plant a bean and then you have to, like you can use like a magic if you have the ability to do that. If you're planted bead, it allows you to play a magic card. And if you have a magic card and then you can do like you pull two, you flip over the top two cards and you can go into a trade mode where you try to trade cards, those cards with other people, especially if you don't want them. You're trying to get other people to take them and give you beans that you can play. Otherwise, you have to put them in your hand. No, you have to play them. And then you got to take three more cards and put them in the back of your hand. And that's like, that's your turn. And there's all these different beans that do different things. And, and it's just like, it was like, I was, again, by the end of the game, I was like, okay, maybe I'm figuring this out. But it, it was one of those, it's going to take me a couple more plays to 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 kind of grasp what the heck is going on. It's got all these symbols. And I'm like, what does this mean? And I'm trying to look at the player aid and figure it out. And but um yeah so i got a lot of gaming in the last two weeks um gonna get a bunch more in because i got game night tomorrow i got a game night i'm hosting here this friday um so uh definitely i game every every wednesday and most mondays and <laughs> sometimes uh, usually every saturday so i'm usually getting in about at least three days a week and now i'm trying to do some uh the solo run through of deep rock galactic so i'm uh getting in some good game time but that's it for me. I'll Very nice. turn it back over to you. Yeah. The the last game I want to talk about is uh, the white castle, not the burger chain, but uh, the board game. And uh, this is a game that got a lot of um, attention back in at the spiel uh, this past fall in 23. And uh, I had heard so many good things about it. And then uh, when I saw it on the shelf, I'm like, insta buy. And uh, the one thing to actually mention about this game that's a pleasant surprise is that it comes in a smaller box. <laughs> so, nice. you know, we're Ticket to Ride box style, or I'll say the Aaliyah style box, which is like those rectangular boxes. Uh-huh. Well, those are the norm, of course. This is in a much smaller form factor. So, um, I don't even know. I mean, it's bigger than like a five by seven. And I'd say it's probably like, I don't know, maybe like seven inches wide by maybe like 10 inches tall, something like that. Maybe Uh, that's probably wrong, but close enough. But uh, (laughs) it comes in a smaller box, which I really appreciate it. And when you open it up, there's like so much stuff in it. Like the box is like packed with stuff. And uh, it came with uh, several rather beefy uh, rule books, which was surprising. And and uh, I'm actually, I'm just curious, like, what do you do with the extra rule books? Do you keep them, like, in the other languages? Or do you pitch them? <laughs> Have you not had a whole lot of games that had them? I'm, I'm just curious. I've got one game that has it. It's um, the Quest for El Dorado, and I think it's got, like, in French. Okay. And yeah, there's French, cards. It's like yeah, it's got Italian, maybe. 
Yeah. Bang's German. an Italian, but it's bang is English and Italian on every card. Yeah. So it's not separate, but um, the quest for El Dorado does have like French directions and French cards and I've kept them, but I think I pulled the cards out of the box. Well, actually I think they're still in there. But it's like one of those things I'm like, I, what am I going to do with these? But you, yeah. you feel like, well, I don't need them. I'll throw them away. But then it's like, well, you paid for it. <laughs> so yeah. It's like I hate throwing anything away. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, I kind of wonder about that some, sometimes too. Like like Queen, for example, they'll usually have at least two or three, sometimes yeah. four rule books Because, you know, they print international copies of the game. where you know, the cards are, you know, they don't have language on them. They're just symbols and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, they just pack everything in the same box. So they only need one box for every country, right. Or one production run. Uh, And, and in a lot of those games, what I'll do is I'll tuck the extra rule books under the insert, depending on if it's doable in the game. You know, so it's there, but it's out of sight, and I, I don't have to mess with that. Yeah, that's a good idea. And and plus, if it's one of those games where you really need to prop up the insert so stuff doesn't fall out of it, like, you know, those old, when you punch the the sprues or the, the cardboard out of the, uh-huh. out of the big sheet, oftentimes I'll take those and I'll put them under the insert to raise the insert. So that uh, when you put the cover on, it holds everything in there. It doesn't like flop around as much in between the dividers, if it oh, has okay. them. And then you could put the instruction manuals or the rule books under there as well. But yeah, I was really looking at the um, at the extra versions or ec- extra rule books on this. I'm like, should I just pitch these? Because there's not a lot of room in that box. Anyway, so. Mm. Um, First world uh, the, problems, what, right? Yeah, I know, right? Actually, the problem <laughs> is shelf space. That is number one problem. But uh, um, actually, and, and space inside this box is tight, too. Because um, and so normally, I really love building like extra stuff from the cardboard, whether it's like a dice tower or or some kind of screen. Uh, this game has three bridges uh, that you build with like oh, three, like eight pieces maybe. Totally, and they're a little, and they're cool. They're like three different colors, and they're nice little bridges. You know, they look like those wooden bridges that you might see in a park. You know, that have like that pronounced arch in the middle. And uh, so when you build these bridges. It's like they need to fit in the small box. So (laughs) I sort of wish the box was a little bit bigger so everything would fit in there. But um, anyway, I'm I'm getting stuck talking about like this this mini stuff here. Anyway, this game is has gotten a lot of hype back in Essen, and um, I was instantly uh, intrigued by it where it's set in uh like um not ancient i don't know if that applies but um it's in 
you know, a couple hundred years ago at least in Japan. And there's uh, this is I sort of like some of these games that uh, that are in this time period. Like another one of my favorite games is Yido, Y E D O. That's fantastic. And you know, this kind of like reminds me of it just with the art. And then there's there's a couple others that came out in the last couple of years that all fit along the same time frame. But uh, what's really interesting about this game is that it combines like a whole bunch of different mechanics like there's um you know some worker placement in there um and uh uh there's dice that you that's the dice mechanic i'm drawing a blank right now what it's called but anyway there's a couple different mechanics that are part of this and it's like it's like really fun and satisfying to play and the interesting part of this is that the game plays in three rounds which correspond to years i believe and you get three turns per round so technically this whole game is nine turns and and it's a full game and it actually takes a long time to play as well but um yeah, it's uh it's a really fun game, The White Castle. It's satisfying. It's like a Japanese themed worker placement game. And um and I think that the interest that people had in it back from Essen is uh, is well deserved. Now, I do have to say that the whole three bridges which are creating the little storage problem for me I need to look to see on BGG if people have like how how do you pack this? Actually, I think you can probably put the bridges together, like the handrails to handrails, and like stack them. Maybe that's it. Instead of like putting uh-huh. them individually, that's I, maybe I solved it. But so what you, you do with what you do with these bridges is they go off on the side of the board, and you put the dice on the bridges. So, I mean, it's like a cool little gimmicky thing, but you really don't need these bridges. But it's a nice little add-on. It gives it a nice little three-dimensional look where, you know, it might be a little more boring if it didn't have it. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's uh, the White Castle. Cool. So that, that's it for me. And Alrighty. then, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, as we alluded, I don't know, about an hour ago, 50 minutes ago, <laughs> to the title of, uh, of the show. 51 minutes ago, exactly. Yeah, crowdfunding conundrum. Is crowdfunding a conundrum? It can be. How so? <clears throat> Is it good? Is it bad? We've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we've touched on kind it. Kind of yeah. touched on it. and, and Actually, there was... you probably say it every time we talk about a Kickstarter. Probably. <laughs> Maybe we have covered this too much. I don't know. But this is the official coverage of it. Um, never to be spoken of again until we do. Um, so the game there. So kind of what my thoughts where I thought about this was wanting to hear your opinions on it, Rob, was if you think crowdfunding is a good thing or a bad thing. 
And I don't, honestly, I don't think they're, I don't think you can say it's good or bad. I think it really kind of depends on the person's viewpoint who is going to maybe buy into the crowdfund or, or support the, the project. Um, and it might be dependent upon the project owner who is actually doing the project, um, whether maybe they're doing it as it's meant to be in the spirit of crowdfunding, or maybe they're just abusing the crowdfunding platform. And that's where I'm like, sometimes I think it could be good. It could be bad. So you might've heard of this little game called Wormspan that Stonemeyer games is going to be releasing, um, on their website, um, the end of this month. And I guess this was one that did not, they didn't do a, um, crowdfunding for They're just going to release it on their site. And I, and I personally, I was like, you know what? I like that because a company, I don't think crowdfunding should be for people like large companies like a Stonemeyer. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, that's, even those, that's been a hot know, debate for years. Yeah. To me, crowdfunding is for people who want to make something that don't have the, you know, they're just going out to find investors to make their dream come true. Well, all these big board game companies, I guess I can't say all of them, but a lot of them are using the crowdfunding platforms to, to get money early to make games. But the thing is, it's like, well, you're already making the game, you know, it's like you see all these pictures and, <clears throat> and you go into the crowd, the crowdfunding and, or, you know, the, the project. And it's like, here's videos of the game. And they're always like, well, this is just a, a pre-production or whatever. It's like the ones I've seen that I get are like, no, that's the exact same thing that was in the video. And they, they're always like, oh, here's all your stretch goals, which stretch goals are a joke. They've already got them. They already know what they're doing. It's, it's, it's included in the yeah. box and they're just making it sound like you're going to get something, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I kind of really, and and you know what, there's been a whole bunch of, well, not a whole bunch. There's been a number of Kickstarters that are like, well, we didn't do, you know, we didn't unlock all these, but we'll do it anyway. We'll do them anyway. Right. Because they already made them. Yeah. It was just a way to try to get more money. And that's where I but, think it's bad. But and, okay, well, I was going to well, say there there are some companies that will do things like um, like this is something that I really that really sticks out in my head. It's like okay, if we get X amount of money, we'll go from you know like three millimeter cardboard player boards to four millimeter, or like double thickness, or they'll have like linen finish cards you know like where it's actually like a step up above upgrade not just you know here's these two other characters that we left out of the base game right but they're going to give you anyways <laughs> yeah or we left them out of the base game because uh they broke the gameplay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll add make them as a kickstarter exclusive <laughs> yeah yeah and you know it's like it it, they they get in that like a lot of times it's like oh i've got to have this or i need to pay for it now for something i might get one two three years later um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one out that i backed um my bag my custom bag right that i've been waiting for super have not gotten it was supposed to have it last summer 
Um, they're now saying maybe this summer. Um, but you know, this company, now I backed it through, I want to say GameFound, I think is where I backed them. But they already now, once they were telling us, like once they got the product in and they were going through it and they were seeing the quality and they got all that worked out, they started another Kickstarter. They started one on Kickstarter, the exact same thing. And I'm like, you haven't even fulfilled. I really wanted to go in there and make a comment. Like, this is not new. You ran this on GameFound. You haven't even fulfilled it yet. You're way delayed. And you're already out on another crowdfunding platform to push the exact same product. And that really irritates me yeah. because I don't think that's because if there's people that don't know about game, because Kickstarter is the big one, right? And I think that's what everybody knows what that is. And they're like, Ooh, look at this. Well, they don't know that this is already not even passed. They've, they've done this. It was supposed to be out at this point, uh, nine months ago, you know, and we still don't necessarily know when it might be in our hands. And I know they can be delayed, but to put out another campaign to raise money for one you haven't even completed yet and it to be identical, I think breaks the whole rules of crowdfunding. And I, I, I think that really is not fair of that company to do that. I, I think say it's that, really underhanded. Yeah, I want to say that there's rules against it, like, well, they're, which is but they do it all the why, time. But I, I, there's, there's something... Do you In think Kickstarter? Kickstarter rules, do you think Kickstarter is going to say no? You can't do this because you've already done it somewhere else. Because that means Kickstarter is not going to make money. Well, yeah, they're going to make money for off everything that's posted there. They're not going to care. Yeah, yeah, because they get their <laughs> what nine percent or whatever it is. Whatever it is, they're making yeah. money. It might be in the rules, but. It, it's it's obviously not being adhered to. And and that's where I'm like, this is not, I don't think it's a good thing because, you know, if if this company that sold me the bag and my play mat and said, and I get it, I was supposed to have it last summer. I get it. Delays happen. I get that. That's part of it. But <clears throat> when you haven't fulfilled it and you go start the exact same campaign on another crowdfunding sort site, that almost makes me wonder, am I really going to get this? Because you haven't even fulfilled to the original. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if the one I was, I completed, was it even the original or was it on backer kit or indie? What was the indie go me or indie go go, go or go go? Yeah. Maybe it was on another one. Maybe they're just bouncing around, getting all this money and not going to actually ever fulfill anything. How do we know? You know, so it really yeah. raised a lot of questions about when I saw that happen. And that really irritated me. I'm like, you guys are going for more money on this project that you haven't even fulfilled yet. And then you've got like companies that like Simon, right? I think they're terrible with it. United, uh, the, the, the Marvel United putting all those out there. You guys have so much money and you know, they're going to sell bank and you're just getting all these people's money a year or two in advance, you know, instead of when it actually hits the stores. And it's just like, and then they, they, you know, they do that like, oh, here's what we're going to give you. Oh, and then, oh, we've released this. And the next thing you know, I was at a $500. 
was so much stuff they kept adding. And I was like, I finally, I was like, no, I dropped out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not paying this. This is terrible. It's a whole bunch of expansions. Like, oh, we're if we get all this, we'll make this. Like, no, come on. This is, you were, all of this was already done. You guys have enough money. You don't need, you shouldn't be taking from your consumers. See, to me, it feels like they're, they're basically robbing their consumers, you know, because I could well, put that is it, money in is the it bank. Robbing, is it robbing them what? if they're throwing the money at you? <laughs> I, I, I get it. I, I get <laughs> I that part of it. You know, if someone wants to send me money because, you you know, hey, if you guys want to, maybe we should crowdfund this, this, this board game life. Maybe that's what we need to do and yeah. say, we'll put out a, we'll put out an episode every two weeks, the more money we get, you know, but it just seems like they don't need it. They're taking advantage of they're they're using a system that wasn't intended for them. It was intended for if you and I wanted to make a game. We had a great idea. By it's creators. how we yeah. get it's for creators to do it. Yeah. Simon yeah, already has they pay for their creators. They're they're all in-house. They're and I, I just that's <clears throat> yet I'm I'm I backed, you know, um the next dice throne. That was about a four hundred and fifty dollar investment. You know, I gave him yeah. everything. Give me everything you got, I'll take it all. Yeah. Because I know if I don't get those freaking acrylic tiles, they're going to be super hard to find or I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> you learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have them for Santa versus Krampus, man. And in last month, uh, BGG store was like, hey, we're going to have the the Santa Krampus acrylic tiles in January. And so, dude, Jan- from January 1st, I was every day going to the store. You got them? You got them? Like, what's new in January? Yeah. I was waiting for that. And then boom, it hit and they weren't there. And I was immediately, no, they just weren't there. Then their little note was like, oh, we'll have them in February. And I was like, I was like, come on. It's the only one I don't have (laughs) the upgrades to. And then you get them in your hot little hands. You're like, ah, yeah, no, I'm probably never playing with them, but I have them. Yes. My precious. So, um, so that's another thing. It's like, they, they, I think they dangle that over your, in front of you. Like, Ooh, this is what you're going to get. Ooh, and wow. then if you don't yeah. buy it, then you you don't get it. Like the special edition of uh, Castles of Burgundy. I, I bought the game. I bought that special edition. I paid like $170, $180 for that game. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm, I, you know, it was kind of a dumb purchase. At least no, it wasn't. No, well, well I mean, at you the had, time. You had my recommendation on that one. So that wasn't a blind purchase. Yeah. Although... <laughs> you know, you had never played it and your one experience with it was less than yeah. ideal, but still. So to put that kind of money down on something and I, it wasn't a Kickstarter. I didn't get that. It was, yeah. I think already gone, but I was able to buy the, like the special yeah, it was edition, but it was, found, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it, I think through miniature market, I believe is where I got my copy, but it wasn't the one with the acrylic tiles. And now it's like, I love the game so much that I want those. Well, you can't find them anywhere unless you go to eBay. And I ain't doing that again. Yeah. And because they're gonna be like $500 for the $60 tiles. Like, no, I wonder if they're going to do a reprint of it. I mean, who knows how many copies they have, but I don't know. But yeah, they might, they might do, uh, I want those tiles. More acrylics, but, yeah. So, so that's like why you, like, I feel like, Oh, I want, because if you really like the game, like the quacks of Quedlinburg, I love that game. I can't believe how much fun that game is. I want, all the upgrades for a game that I really do like. Oh I yeah. Want it. You know, <clears throat> you know, there it's worth it. 
right? Right. You know, if it's a game that you enjoy and you get replays of and the people that you play with love it, it's totally worth it to get all those extras. But, you know, for some of these Kickstarters that, I mean, they suck you you in. once, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you don't know how good it's going to be and you're, like, going all in, getting all the extras. And and the thing is, it, like, nickels and dimes you. Yeah. Like, well... Yeah, for fifteen dollars more, I can get this play mat. Then you add, yeah. oh, and this is only like these coins are only another fifteen dollars. Oh, yep. and these you know dice holders are only another ten dollars. And it's like next thing you know, it's like four fifty. This poster is only eighty five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, a poster? Why do I need a poster? <laughs> it's nothing yeah, to do with the like, game or that, cup holders or the coasters. Yeah, that, that's one poster. thing. I meant coasters. Yeah, that's one thing yeah. in in these games and like even in the video games that had like the special oh. metal tins and the art books. Honestly, yeah. I never appreciated that stuff. It just no, I don't either. You know, maybe if it was a cool decoration that I could put like, you know, like a, a master statue chief. Something different. Yeah, like a master yeah. chief statue or. Or, yeah. or something like that. I mean, that'd be cool. But, you know, all this other stuff, it's like, I'll look at it once and then never touch it again. But, but yeah, so, there, was, there was something so I was like, going to say. I forgot what it was now. Well, that's like what I think is kind of bad. But I also think it's great because it does give people, like I see like artists, like musical artists that, you know, a, a you know, like could be your kid who's like singer, like they just, maybe they go on YouTube, they become a sensation and then they are able to, they want to scrape some money together, put an album together and then go on there. And to me, that's where crowdfunding is like awesome. You can, you can start out by doing that. But if, if Geffen records was like, we're going to, we're going to crowdfund the next guns and roses album. It's like, wait a minute, you know, that, that should be illegal. (laughs) (laughs) you guys are you guys are no 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 that's where and that's where i feel like some of these game companies shouldn't be on crowdfunding yeah um but uh i guess yeah because when it first started i don't even know how many years ago it was now the kickstarter first started to be a thing um you know there was a handful of companies that were like pioneering like the one that really stands out to me is minion games where james matthew was like he was the man. He he had a couple of campaigns on there that um you know, he really learned the ropes and he kind of shared like hey, this is the stuff that you need to think about and plan because he learned the hard way uh with like a, a bunch of the stuff that uh that he did on there. And um you know, it's so much different now uh compared to what it was like 10 plus years ago. But yeah, back then it was geared towards, hey, there's there's a little guy, right? The little guy trying to, you know, make a board game company. You know, he's, you know, an IT project manager, you know, works at a gym, whatever, you know, whatever he does, whatever they do during their day job, it's like this is just something that they want to make happen. And, you know, they spent two years designing this thing and it's like, you know, help this become a reality. And it slowly evolved over time where, you know, you had your successful companies that just kicked butt on Kickstarters. And, you know, it got to the point of where, like you had said, where it's like, 
you're not a little guy anymore. It's like, what kind of benefit are you getting from this platform? And for a lot of these companies, what they're getting basically is a lot of hype, right? Because now just think about it this way. It's like, what's sexier, a Kickstarter campaign or a banner ad on BGG? You know, about a new yeah. game that's coming out in, you know, a couple months. Right. I mean, the Kickstarter campaign, because when it's well done, you know, you see like, oh, this is all the stuff that you're going to get. These are the coins. And I mean, I got to admit, I like some of those Kickstarter campaigns sites where, you know, they have like the pieces all moving into place, you know, like the cards falling from the sky onto the, <laughs> onto the board. You see the pieces like moving into where they need to be. It's, it's like kind of cool and flashy and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it, it really turns into just a marketing slash hype machine and a pre-order system. Right. That's what it's become a lot like, you know, like cephalophere, right. If they come out with, I don't know, um, Choco Haven or something like their their new game, right? Yeah. <laughs> First you had Gloomhaven, then you had Frost, and now you have the chocolatey version. And you know, this company makes millions. Right. Do they need it? You know, I mean, Kickstarter loves them, I'm sure, <laughs> because they're ten, yeah. eight and eight, nine, ten percent, whatever they get. Is uh, that's a chunk of change when you do millions, but uh, and you know like one of my favorite companies, Queen Games, they have a lot of stuff on there, like you know their Feld series, you know the the city, yeah, city series. Yeah, you sent me that one today. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, I looked, dude. So Mark, <laughs> Mark, so I've got six of these city series games. They're all stuff on Feld redos except one's a brand new game and they're not cheap. And I got suckered into like the first ones and it's like, Oh, there's two more. And then there's two more. And now it's like, there's two more. So there's going to be eight of them, probably more. And I, I Mark sent me the thing today and I'm like, Oh <sighs> man, I gotta buy these two. Yes. You have to No, And now it's like a completionist thing where it's exactly. like, exactly. But the thing is, I, I really enjoy his games, even even ones that even games that people bag on on his stuff like La Isla and Bruges. You know, a lot of people don't like those. And it's like, but I like them. They're good. Um, I don't know if I would get Amerigo, though, because that's a big box. <laughs> I don't need another big <sighs> box. Oh, and all these city ones are usually bigger boxes, so they don't fit the standard size. But but uh yeah, the the thing with Queen Games is they'll have a Kickstarter campaign for a game that's on a boat already. So it's already been manufactured. It's already yeah. been put in that's transit just, and it's on its wrong. way. That's wrong. But but they're when you get them, you usually get these things called Queenies, which are expansions for various games. So that's kind of cool. So like you get promos or slash expansions. And 
you get the game before it hits before it hits distribution and you'll typically get it in like two three months instead of a year well so that, i will say that. that's a that is nice that if you're going to get it in a couple of months yeah that's better than year two or three yeah like, i mean not all of them but this then you're just pre-ordering it essentially yeah. yeah basically yeah so instead but, of going through their store you're going through kickstarter so but why what's the advantage so then they must be looking at it like because so like stonemeyer wormspan is not was not crowdfunded that i can find and it looks like they don't do that um, just by base, I was some of the things I was looking at on their site and he had, uh, Jamie had, uh, Stigmeyer's written some things about crowdfunding and stuff, but yeah. you know, it seems like they, I, I think he's like on the opinion of like, I am like, they've made enough, they're big enough. They don't need to do that. Yeah. And I, and I, I guess, so my thought, my, my thought to what you just said was, well, why would they give up that money to Kickstarter game found back or whatever? Why would they give up that potentially 10% could be more. Um, but if it's, we'll just say 10% cause we don't know why would they give up that money when they could just do pre-orders on their own site and get that extra money back? Do you think it's just, they're considering it that as marketing? That's, that's a good point where it's like you have a proven platform and a proven system that people are used to. And I think uh, unless they're a company like Stonemeyer, if you have it on your own website through your own store, you're not going to get as much traction, I think, as as it is on Kickstarter. Because Kickstarter sends out like, hey, look at this new stuff, right? You probably get those like, hey, these are some oh, new yeah. projects going out. BGG, I mean, I haven't looked in a while, but they used to have like, um, you know, these are the Kickstarter campaigns that started this week. These are the ones that are ending in the next 10 days. Right. There used to be a, a, a section on that. I used to look at it. And actually, that's how I wound up funding a lot of my stuff. <laughs> Because I'd see like, oh, this one's going to end in 10 days. I didn't even see this one. But uh, my wallet has thanked me now that I don't I don't look at that all the time. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think that they would get anywhere like a normal company, like smaller. I don't think the publisher, I don't think they would get anywhere near as many orders if they did it on, the, on their own. Now, there was one interesting one, and that was, um, I think it was what Hasbro did. Hero, I think it was Hero Quest. Okay. Was it Hero Quest? Let me see. I got to look it up. So, this company a couple of years ago did. A redo of it's Milton Bradley. Yeah, like Hero the Quest the old one. Card game. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. 
1991, yeah. it looks like it came out, and then they re-released it in 2022. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, this is the one, I think. Oh, yeah, publisher, Where, Avalon Hill and Hasbro. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure this is the one. Where what they did is they launched their own site that was a total ripoff of Kickstarter. Okay. And they made it into like a pre-order system. So it's like, it's like genius. I mean, I, I, I looked at it. I'm like, huh, look at these guys. You know, <laughs> just think about it. It's like, it's a campaign where it's run just like Kickstarter. It's like you have backing. I think I want to say you had different backing levels. And it had the whole thing with like the long screen that you scrolled through. Uh-huh. And it showed you all the stuff. But you were just pre-ordering directly with them, and <laughs> um, and it was the same thing. They collected the money, then they could produce the product later on. And dude, this was Hasbro, Avalon Hill. They're like, yeah. they're like the big dogs. I mean, I don't think it gets any bigger than Hasbro. I think they're the biggest one out there. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's like they did it in such a way that you know. They did it through their own site, but they made it look like crowdfunding, which is fascinating to me. But anyway, yeah. So to answer your question, I don't, I don't know. A company One like answer Stone- is Rob. Is it good or bad? <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you were you were asking about, you know, can a company do it on their own? A company like Stonemeyer can because they have the hype. They have the name, the recognition. There's a lot of people that love their games. Maybe not all of them. You know, definitely Wingspan is like really popular. Uh, Scythe. Yeah. You know, some of their older games. I don't know. I don't know how popular Viticulture and and those are anymore. There's that one like Tale of Two Cities or something like that. I, I don't know how popular those still are. But, you know, Wingspan, man. People are all over that one. And yeah. Wormspan. Or is it Wormspan? Dragonspan. <laughs> Wormspan. I I'm yeah, I don't know, but I I I'm I like the fact that this company's not doing crowdfunding. That they're gonna yeah. be like, I gotta stand on their own. They're big enough, they shouldn't be using that platform for that. So I do admire that. Um I've looked at several videos and people, you know. People that I watch that have had the you know been able to preview the game and stuff like that um, that they've they've gotten it from them and you know some of the things were like like honest reviews because they're like I don't really need this and someone you know the other person in the video is like no but I really like it and they are comparing it how does it compare to Wingspan because it is a Wingspan I forgot how they they called it. It's, it's in that. It's. I think it's. It's birds like bigger, but bigger. Yeah. It's um, it's inspired by the mechanisms of wingspan. Sure. But it is its own game. It is not compatible with wingspan. Um, and then like I was watching this the video today of a couple going through it, 
and talking about like they played just a couple of rounds and like what what's different and you know what where the similarities are and it really is its own game and, and i i think it's actually really cool looking because i think the dragons and the art and the different stuff is really neat um and i've been seeing this like everywhere and it's just like so i was wondering is this just going to be all hype or is this like real and the thing is i think this is going to be real i i don't think it's going to be overhyped i think it's going to be legit and i think they've got another winner on their hands because dragons are cool the artwork in this game looks really phenomenal um now yeah. will it appe- will it appeal to people that like wingspan eh, maybe not you know i think it's i think it depends like someone like myself like i do enjoy wingspan but the dragons i think is a cooler aspect for me yeah i think that's I would probably play this over the other one and it does play different. Um, but I've put a bunch of deluxe components into wingspan too. <laughs> Cause I do enjoy it. Um, but I, I, the fact that they got, they are doing this on their own and not kickstarting. It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to order it on their, their site when they go live. Um, and, and support them because I'm really like that. This company's not, not going after us a year or two in advance. Yeah. They're going to be like, we're going to stand on our own and our game is either going to sell good or it's not. And we're not going to take everyone's money. And, you know, and, and he had a, he made a comment if I could find it. Um, in one of the recent blog posts. Oh yeah. It was the last one that was written. And the question was, why should I buy your game? And this was from, uh, was this Jamie that wrote this? Um, who wrote this? It doesn't say who wrote it. Okay, I'm assuming this is Jamie Stegmeyer that's writing this on their on their Stonemaier Games yeah. blog. But he's, why should I buy your game? And he says, I hear this question or versions of it from time to time, yet it always catches me off guard. Is I'm not here to convince anyone to buy anything. I'm not a hype man. Rather, I want to present you with information about the product so you can make an informed decision. Rule books, unique to mechanisms. Me, to me, that's what a hype man would say. <laughs> <laughs> you can always spin everything. What are, what yeah. are you? Are you a lib? I'm not, no, a, hype, I, I'm I, not I, a hype man, says the hype man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, but, I'm, I'm totally joking. <laughs> but he's going to give you the information about the product. So you can make the informed decision, the rule books, unique mechanisms, components, photos, stories about the design process, etc. And he says, also importantly, I try to share a variety of third-party opinions, overviews, and playthroughs, um, which is one of the things I saw. And it was a third party. And it granted, and I know some some companies will be like, hey, we were sponsored, you know, just to let you know out front, you know, say Stonemeyer sponsored us for this. So take it as you want. But I some of the places I watch will still be, they'll still tell you what they think. Um, and that's what I got from the one I watched today was, you know, they were kind of like, eh, you know, they liked aspects of it. There's things that they, yeah, maybe not. They preferred the way wingspan did it. The another, the other person was like, no, I like the wormspan way of doing it. And, you know, they're like, if you like that one and you probably don't need both type of thing. And, I felt it was like a really honest review. It was not right. something like, Ooh, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, you could tell they weren't paid to shill for the game. And that's, that's what I like. Um, and uh, they'll, they'll, 
and so I, I really, I gotta say, I'm, I'm appreciate what Stonemeyer at least looks like they're doing. They didn't kickstart it. They're going to just release it. And I, th I think they're going to do very well on it. So, and I hope oh, yeah. they do well because I would like more bigger companies that are successful to stop sucking the, <laughs> sucking us dry on the, on the Kickstarter side. <laughs> yeah. So, but in the end we do throw our money at them. <laughs> I know. It's, I yeah. know. Oh yeah. And I'm, I, I am part of the problem because how many Kickstarters am I currently waiting on more than I need to talk about? Yeah. I have no idea how many <clears throat> I'm waiting on. That's how bad it is. Yeah. So, so I, I wonder about that, uh, worm span, worm span, whatever, because it's a different, uh, designer. So it's not the same designer as uh, Wingspan, if people are thinking that, right? Because Wingspan is done by Elizabeth Hargrave. But I believe she was still part of this. Um, I believe she was. Oh, here I'm looking at I'm looking at the box right now. Oh, yeah, it shows that she's uh she was a developer on it. Right. So. So the designer designs it, and then the developer is kind of like, well, I don't say like a project manager kind of, but they look at it and they're like, you know, change this, do this, do that. And, um, you know, she helped guide the game to where it is now. Yeah. But so I haven't really been, oh, and, uh, it's done by the same person that did Apiary, which is one of their other games that came out sometime last year. Just recently. It's not been that yeah. long, I don't think. I've yet to see it in a store, which yeah. is another thing that's annoying. That's the other thing, part of the problem with Kickstarter. What? Is you get the Kickstarter in, but then you won't see it in a store forever. Yeah. Like, I just saw like Flamecraft into my, my local store just recently. Yeah, um, well, it was sold a couple out. months ago and then it, yeah, it's out now they've got it back in stock again, but it's just like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Cause <laughs> and I think if they didn't kickstart it, they'd have more, they'd have more in store in stock for people to buy. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> that's like a tough thing, right? When they kickstart, they, so when you kickstart the game, you know, you get a certain amount of backers, right? So let's say you sell like 5,000 copies. At the same time, they need to print games for retail. You know, the ones that go through distribution. And then they have to guess, right? Because you don't know how many excess copies you'll need, right? So if you're a Kickstarter was bought by like, let's say 95% of all the people that are going to want to buy your game. If you print another 5,000, those things are Ugh. just going to be like killer inventory, right? They're just going to be like sucking the money out of your company. So yeah. it's like they print some excess based on hype. And until those sell out, they really don't know, right? They don't know how much of a, of a need there's going to be. And then that's where they run into another problem because this is what happened with, uh, with Flamecraft where they sold out of everything and then it's going to be months 
before you can do another production run and get it shipped and back into distribution. So like when I picked up my copy, um, I, I want to say I, I picked it up actually when I was out of town, I picked it up in uh, when I was in Vegas at a store out there at the, at the store with a lot of drama. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, so I picked it up over there and that was like the, the next print run. And I want to say, I've, I haven't seen it since like, not that I really looked for it. It's like, yeah, what, what's, once you get it, it's like, then you don't notice it anymore on the shelves. It's like, yeah, I got it. I don't care about it anymore. But, uh, but yeah, then, then you just run into the problem of like how many print runs, you know, do you need subsequent? And, um, you know, then, you know, is it even going to turn into like an evergreen title, which, you know, will continue to sell? Yeah like over and over and over in the future or is it going to die out but but yeah it's um there there's been a huge change in kickstarter definitely from what it was intended for and well let me ask you this yeah there is a campaign in the air quote spirit of kickstarter but since Kickstarter doesn't outlaw companies like CMON or Queen or whatever from doing it, is is it bad? Is it is it is it like breaking the rules if Kickstarter themselves allow it? You know what I'm saying? I I think it breaks the spirit intent spirit (laughs) yes yes, yes. the spirit of the platform the intent of the platform and greed has said well throw all that to the (laughs) to the side yeah because we don't care we want to make money so yeah it's i i like it but i don't it's like it it's it's weird it's it's because i am supporting big companies on there because i want it yeah but at the same time i hate that i feel like i have to do that in order to get it because otherwise you're not going to get something that you might really, really like because they don't, they're not going to print like the extras, you know, and, or it's going to be really hard to find because that's how they build up hype for it. And it's like, just put the darn thing out. Like, I'm sorry, Disney's Lorcana game. They, they, they knew they hyped the crap out of that. They knew how big that was going to be. You and I saw the lines, at Gen Con, they did not print enough of that game, and it was immediately completely sold out everywhere. Yeah, within like an hour of that being released, and then they there was nothing yeah. for months. Why they had to go and try to reprint everything again? I, I had and heard like, some stuff on like if that was intentional or not. I'm sure it was. Yeah, that's all part of PR and marketing, and it's a way to build up, you know false falsifying the hype or whatever, you know, well, we won't put enough out there, you know, and people will be clamoring to get it. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, people get caught up in the hype, like even like in a simple fashion of like, um, you know, waiting in line at Gen Con, like to buy something like uh, yeah. Sky Team. 
people are like, what's this line for? <laughs> you know, it's like they they just want to know what what's the line for, basically. Like, should I be in the line too? <laughs> yeah. And and you know, that's another thing too. It's like, yeah. so I've played that game like maybe three times, and I've played the starter, the starter thing that I played at Gen Con. Yeah. And it's like, so why did I have to have it? Because every time I've tried to get it out to play, I'm playing with someone new. So I got to go through the first one. Yeah. And I've yet to even go into what that whole game has. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, so yeah, the, the hype is there. Um, it, it sucks. And it's like, I am kind of worried about, can I control myself this year at Gen Con? <laughs> and I'm, I'm controlling myself with crowdfunding by just not looking at it. Yeah. The emails come up. I'm like, delete, delete. <laughs> or if I open it, I scroll through it really quick. <laughs> like if something doesn't catch my eye, I'm, then I'm just, I'm gone. I don't, I don't yeah. want to know. What you should do is scroll through it really quick and go to the bottom and hit unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what you would do if you're SMRT. <laughs> so, all right. But yeah. Oh, and I was just going to ask you one last thing. Um, is what so when you order Wormspan, is it gonna be like done? Like, is the game done and you're gonna get it shipped in a couple weeks, or is are you basically doing a Kickstarter through Stonemeyer Games' website and you're gonna get it in a year? I believe the game is done. They say that the estimated Stonemeyer launch is January 31st. I'm understanding that, that this game is done and that it's going to, you're going to go and order it and they're going to. Um, okay. So here's what it says. Here's what you get. And then it says natural rubber play mats and metal coin, wooden resource upgrade packs will be available on our web store on launch day, the 31st, as optional add-ons, along with a promo realm for Rolling Realms and a custom disc golf disc. Whatever that is. Custom disc golf disc. Um, it's going to be in the range of $70 or around $60 with the initial launch discount or around $50 during launch for the Stonemeyer Champions. Every copy of the game is the same, and we've tried to make the standard version feel deluxe, even without the metal coin wooden token upgrade pack and the rubber play mats, which are priced similarly to other deluxe components on the web store. So I think my, the way I'm reading this is it's going to be, oh, here's their schedule. Product launch is on the store around 10 a.m. Central, slightly earlier in Australia. The exact time of your order so the exact time you complete your Wormspan order on January 31st does not impact the day it will be sent relative to other orders. Our fulfillment centers ship in optimized batches. We can't combine multiple orders placed by the same person and canceling a placed order causes logistic issues at a fulfillment, fulfillment center. So please take your time that day to put exactly everything in your cart that you want before checking out. February, March, the initial orders ship to customers from fulfillment centers in the U.S., so they're going to start. Yeah. This is January 31st. So by late March is the worldwide retail release. So, so it sounds to me like this stuff's on the boat. So it's, it's, yeah, this sounds like it's 
it's on its just, way to distribution. Yep. So they probably already have them. Yeah. So that, that's cool. Because I was yeah, just so to me this this is kind of like what you said about that one company. It's like it's on the boat or it's already you know yeah, Queen. They're going to be shipping them. I could have it. I could essentially. I mean, they're going to ship them in February and March. Initial orders will ship to customers from the fulfillment center. Well, February is the next day. <laughs> February 1st is the next day yeah. after this order. So, you know, and it could be a month later, but still you could, you'll probably have this game before late March when it's retail <laughs> release. So, um, and, and you know what, I'm going to resist saying anything about bed, bath and beyond with this game. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring that up. But. <laughs> well, here it is. <laughs> well, they they closed all those around me, so <laughs> yeah. So no, but it's, yeah, the game. It's cool that they're that they're basically done, right? And and people are going to get them. I mean, that's yeah. the way that's the way it should be. I mean, you're basically going to their site and pre-ordering it. Yep, and it'll be out in a couple weeks. Works for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. Is that about it? Uh, do you want to cover That's... anything else on there? No, nah, I'm good. All right. So let's uh, let's take it out then. Uh, it's a good discussion. I somehow really like talking about Kickstarters. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> because I can talk about it and then it doesn't cost me money as much. Although sometimes it does. Sometimes talking about Kickstarters does cost you money because people tell you about campaigns. Uh, yeah. I did back like... I think two games this past like week. So. Paperback and typewriter. Oh, is that coming out soon? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, you talked me into that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why, because I don't think it looks interesting. <laughs> it's fun. I mean. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But um, I saw something like there's something with that one. Like they're not going to ship it. Like it won't ship together there was a problem and the games are not going to come out at the same time. <laughs> oh, wasn't uh, it something like they had a printing error or something or let me something go back wasn't to the, in the box. Oops, let me go back to, Oh, what happened? Where did I click? No, get out of there, please. So yeah, something. Oh, that's not even what I'm looking for. Where was their updates? Trying to find the update, not the message. Yeah, the updates. one that I Here got go. the one that I got suckered into unwillingly or willingly. I don't know. Whichever it is. It's Kabuto Sumo Sakura Slam. <laughs> did you hear about did you hear about that one? No, what was that? It's Kabuto Sumo Sakura Slam. Okay, I did not hear about that. Yeah, it's um that's a good way to put it. It's you you got these like we call them like um they're discs, but they're supposed to be like insects that are in a wrestling ring like fighting each other. <laughs> okay. Don't... Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> but I got to have it's, it. <laughs> but it's like one of those um it's like coin games. I don't know what you call them where it's like you drop the coin at like the Dave and Buster's or whatever you drop the coin in 
and it lands on this thing on this like platform and then there's this thing on the back pushing all the coins or tokens so like if you land it just right then it pushes like a whole bunch of them off the ledge do you know what i'm talking about no oh yeah the coin games like at the carnival yeah exactly yeah so like yeah you drop your quarter in and then if it lands just right as this like ram comes from the back and it like yeah. keeps pushing it like some interval mm-hmm. like every two and seconds. It never drops anything. <laughs> Maybe for you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I dropped a link to it in the uh in the chat. But it looks interesting. It just it's probably gonna be one of those games that I'm gonna be like why did I do this? But it's, it's, (laughs) I'm going to say that. Why did you do that? Just, yeah, (laughs) but it's, it's a, um, it's a game from all play, which was formerly the company formerly known as board game tables. Um, Uh. it's from all play and they make decent stuff. They make, uh, they make some, they make some good stuff. I might have to laugh at you over this one. That's okay. You laugh at me anyway. <laughs> did you do the all-in bundle? Tell me you didn't no, do the no, all-in I, bundle. No, I did not. Yeah, that that was a lot. <laughs> but they're the ones that also did Through the Desert. I had mentioned that one and A Message from the Stars. Those are two that I'm looking forward to. They they do On Tour, which is a decent uh, roll and write. Let's see what else they do. They're like smaller games like yeah they're all smaller games but they're a decent company and yeah we shall see yeah well yeah we will (laughs) yeah three years (laughs) yeah no they're they're good they're good they'll come out later this year or next year anyway all right so We'll call that a wrap for episode number, what, 65? Yep. Time flies when we're having fun gaming and talking about (laughs) games. Uh, So that's a wrap for episode 65. Uh, I'm Rob. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all in two weeks on episode 66. And I'm Mark. We'll see you at the table. 